T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 929, Dr. Judy, I got to tell you, we're running a pretty loose ship here between the holidays, but that's okay, right? I mean, <laughs> Of course. How you That's doing? what the holidays are That's for. That's exactly right. Um, How was your Christmas? How was Luca, your son's first Christmas, right? Well, second Christmas second, okay. because he was yes, he's uh well, but he was too young really to remember probably anything last Christmas. So this Christmas has been fun. Luca has been uh, walking on his own. So that's been a really fun developmental milestone. So he's getting into all kinds of things and, you know, breaking ornaments <laughs> because Uh-oh. he keeps playing with Uh-oh. them. So we replaced all of the breakable ornaments now with baby safe ornaments. And uh, he can carry them around as much as he wants and slam them into things. And that's just what babies love to do. I'm no psychologist, but I am a, a parent with a 26-year-old whom I tried to put on a plane to uh, Dallas and then to Denver to settle for a vacation I paid for uh, as a Christmas gift. But unfortunately, with the Southwest mess, I had to spend the night at the airport on Christmas night waiting to get the suitcase back that was put on a plane oh. that never took off. What took 26 hours for that? I don't know, but it did, and they're oh, having boy. their problems. I feel bad because they didn't get a vacation because the Airbnb people, I don't think, are going to return the money. So I, I gave them some money and said, go try to have a fun time or something. How, and the reason wow. I wanted to say that is, you know, I'm a big boy and all that stuff, and, and they are too, but adults. But how do you handle some kind of holidays disappointment like that? If you had a major thing, and I thought we'd start with that since it did happen to me and people having travel troubles all over the country in the area. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? So you don't ruin the holidays, and you certainly don't want that to be your memory of Christmas forever, right? Yeah, and I think it's hard because the holidays are things that people are looking forward to for so long. Maybe they've been planning for months, or you know they've worked hard all year, and there's a lot of expectations. And you're putting a lot into it. And there's nothing wrong with having them. I mean, I think we all have to have something to look forward to. It's good for our mental health. But when things do um, not pan out the way that you wanted or you have unexpected disappointments, it is important to try to flex. And so in psychology, we have this term called psychological flexibility. Now, it's not an easy thing for people to achieve, but it's a good goal to have where essentially you want to try not to be too attached to any outcome. And so when something doesn't work out the way that you planned, it's helpful to try to disconnect from the outcome and think a little bit more about the process, what you're actually experiencing. And so, of course, what are we talking about? We're going back into ideas of mindfulness, but Mm -hmm. this is a different kind of mindfulness. It's about, okay, well, we're not going to get to, you know, get to our vacation spot like we thought, you know, sip margaritas in a warm climate, whatever it is that you plan for yourself. But what, what can I do in this moment to make myself feel better? What is something else that we can do now, you know, now that we have this change of plans to still have 
a joyous holiday or to have a nice day. Okay, how do I get my money? No, I'm just kidding. I was going to ask you about getting my money back. I'm just playing around. Uh, was Luca able to open presents or not? Yeah, Luca had the most presents of everybody in I the house. I believe that. So yes, he's got lots of fun presents. He got his first train set. He got a couple of, uh, you know, like those rideable cars. One's a push pushable one, and the other one is a battery-operated and remote-control one. Uh, he's got, man, he's got so many toys. Uh, we are just unpacking them still and building them. <laughs> what does Santa Claus bring Dr. Judy Ho, a clinical and forensic neuropsychologist, host of the Supercharged Life podcast that has been on more TV shows than we have time to talk about? What does Santa bring Dr. Judy? Honestly, a few actual days off. I, I don't know if I told you this, Tommy, but even when I was on maternity leave, I did work a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, even in the early days, and I'm just trying to see if I can just take an actual few days where I'm not going to think about work. It's hard for me because I actually do love my job, and mm -hmm. I have responsibilities at my job, and the holidays, it doesn't really matter. I, I, you know, I have people that I need to take care of as a clinical psychologist, but it would be nice just to get a couple of days where I didn't have to think about work. And this just enjoy the present moment. <laughs> is, if this expression is ha accurate, you just want to get to a point where you can remember not being tired. Is that accurate? That would be nice. Yeah, yeah I think being a, a new mom and working full time, that's a challenge. <laughs> yep. But yes, that would be nice. I would love to be able to sleep through the night soon. That would be a great gift. <laughs> it's the simple things. So, I'm talking to Luca as I'm saying yeah. that. <laughs> nudge, nudge, hint, hint. Um, let's talk about um, stress, depression, and coping with that during the holidays. Because for some people who have lost others, some people who are who maybe were alone at Christmas time, it can be a tough time of year. Yeah, you know, grief is amplified around the holidays because you have so many memories with your cherished loved ones, and they come back um, especially strong during the holidays. And so I think if you find yourself feeling this way and you're finding that it's a little hard to have had joy this holiday season, and we're still in the middle of it because we're not even close to New Year's yet. We still have a few days, so mm -hmm. we're obviously still in the middle of the holidays, even if Christmas is over. Um, I think you have to just be gentle with yourself and be compassionate. Sometimes people say, well, it's been years since I've lost this person. And I'm still sad. What's that all about? And I just want to remind people that grief is not this linear process. I know that there was that Kubler-Ross model, very, very famous, popular, and there's definitely a lot behind it. That's where the it denial, anxiety, and all that stuff. Right, okay. exactly. Denial, anger, bargaining. And then you're supposed to finally arrive at acceptance. And people are like, well, I haven't accepted it yet, and it's been 10 years. And I want to just remind people that grief isn't really that linear. You know, sometimes you get to acceptance, and then a few months later, you're back to bargaining or anger or depression again. And I really like to call it the circle of grief instead, because I think that you're traveling in it at all times, especially if the loved one was really important to you. So I think be gentle with yourself, remind yourself that there really isn't like an end point to grief, but that there's a couple of things. One is when I miss people that I've lost, I, I remind myself that that's actually really nice that I'm still crying about them, thinking about them, because that shows how much that love was there and is still there. And secondly, I try to think about a way that I can honor that person. It's not that you're not accepting that you have, you know, those sad feelings, but is there something you can do to honor their life, to celebrate their life, or even to do something to commemorate them? Uh, one of the things that I did when I lost my grandmother is I planted a tree 
And now it's been seven years and that tree is so tall. It's taller than me. And it's been really nice to take care of something that resembles somebody that I love so much. That's that's an awesome idea. You know, the other thing I wanted to mention, because I lost my Betsy the Boxer over the year, and it's gotten better, but I'll tell people sometimes at funerals, it's gonna, especially when they lose their parents, it's going to be hard for the rest of your life. I'm not going to lie to you. Right. But it is going to get better over time. It's going to get less hurtful. You're going to miss them for the right. rest of your life. But I don't know if that's a bad thing to say at funerals or not. But people can suffer grief. Is it a bad thing to say at funerals? No, no, I don't think there's any one bad thing to say. I think I think whatever you say, if it's coming from a good place, it, that's the best thing that you can do for the person who's losing somebody at that moment. Um, but grief can be uh, of all different types. It can be not just loss of a loved one. It can be something that happened during the year, like in my case, loss of my sweet, sweet okay. Betsy the boxer or a divorce Mom. or loss of a job or whatever, right? Exactly. People sometimes think that grief and loss is just about losing a person from the realm of earth, but that's not true. It's also about role transitions, you know, going from somebody who's working to someone who's retired, losing a job, as you said, losing a relationship of any kind. It could be even even an important friendship, Mm -hmm. Um, moving, you know, thinking about a, a past way of life and how you're doing in this new place. COVID, that has been, you know, a lot of grief and loss in terms of the way things used to be and the way things are now. I understand that most people are getting back to business as usual, but there are still some people who say, you know, my friendships have changed, you know, because it took me a little while to get back into being social. And I found that some of my friendships aren't as strong anymore because I hadn't seen these people for a couple of years. And so grief and loss can come in all forms. And it's a universal emotion. I feel like it's one of the only universal experience that every human being is going to have at some point in their lives. And most, most of us many times in our lives in different kinds of grief and loss. And so what, what, what is happening to people, though, when they experience grief and loss of any kind is that they feel lonely. They feel like nobody else could understand what they're going through. And I would just challenge people to, to think about the fact that it is so universal and that there's somebody in the world, probably multiple hundreds of people in the world that know exactly what you're going through. And to, to reach out, especially during this time, I think that sometimes people don't want to burden other people, especially around the holidays. No, I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be joyous. I don't want to be this burden on people. But it's important to challenge yourself to say, who is that one or two people that I trust so that I can reach out to them? We don't even have to talk about what I'm going through, but let me just get together with them. Let me just talk to them. Let me just have some quality social connection so I don't feel so alone. I, for whatever reason, happened to be alone on Christmas Eve, and I spent the night sitting outside in the in the uh, cold because it was cold here for a change, listening to Christmas music, and untangling the Christmas lights that I put up for only one day because I know my kid would want to see them. But it was amazing how just getting something done took my mind off of what I was doing. And I yes. think sometimes it's very important that you stay busy. And on top of that, I was pretty exhausted by the time I went to sleep, so you don't have time to really worry about this or that. And I just I guess the point I'm trying to make, Dr. Judy, is being busy and getting something accomplished can help you a lot more than you realize. Correct. I completely agree with that. And as you can hear, Luca agrees. Yes, he does. (laughs) But Luca is like the most busy, busy body you've ever met. He's always working on some project. But I do think that it's so important to have those moments of busyness. Work on some project. What is he? What is a kid yeah. doing? What? Well, you know, he carries things all day long. He challenges himself. It's crazy. Designing he's, bridges. He literally and those kind doesn't of stop. Chess. I don't know what he's doing. Is he playing he just chess? Carries things. 
What nah, kind of nothing like do that. you have over there? My goodness. <laughs> All right, let me take it. We'll send you a video of him playing do piano, that, though. I mean, it's just like a baby baby piano, but it's so cute. Well, anyway, as, as your point, I think it's really, really important sometimes just to have these projects that you're going to, things that make you feel accomplished. I mean, untangling Christmas lights, I got to tell you, there's nothing more satisfying when I like, finally really? untangle this ball of Christmas lights. I'm like, I did it! Yes. You know? So it's just something that you, you get to, to, to finish, to do, to be productive. And even bonus points, if it's something that is a hobby of yours or something that you actually enjoy or maybe you're honing a skill, all of those things are so important. And you're not running away from your problems. You know, it's just you're doing something about the fact that sometimes you can just think yourself into this circle and it never ends. You know, it, it doesn't solve any problems. And so if you know that that's the kind of negative thought that you're maybe having or worries that you're having, then it is important to divert yourself and work on something and stay busy so that your mind isn't so clouded that you actually do stop living your life completely, which is what happens to a lot of people when they're feeling sad or worried. And let me throw one more thing at you that proves, although not a licensed clinical neuropsychologist, I have such a vast knowledge of people that you'll agree I, I should be awarded an honorary doctorate. I'm just kidding. Is that... Um, you know what? With that big bluffery and that, that big puffery, I forgot what I was going to say. That's why I punished myself oh with my that, God, Dr. Judy. I was waiting for yep. it. I was just waiting yep. for it. so much expectation. You just created so much expectation yeah. for me. Set and now bar. I'm disappointed going full circle. Set the bar a little bit too high on that one. Oh, oh here's, you know, here's what I was going to say. Is that not to say it like... Um, in a pejorative way or in a mean way, but sometimes you got to remember that Christmas is just another day as well, that it's not, and not put, uh, the same thing with New Year's Eve, and let's take a break, we'll talk about it when we come back, and not put these expectations on yourself, this pressure that it's got to be a, a great this or a fantastic that. Sometimes it's okay to remember it's it's just a day. Keep breathing. Dr. Judy will rejoin us with Luca when we return. Our friend, Dr. Judy, a clinical forensic neuropsychologist, host of the Supercharged Life podcast. If you got any questions or comments about handling grief or anything we've been talking about, 504-260-1870. And I'll pass them along. 942 Traffic, Tim? Yes, here on WWL. 947, 13 before 10. Talking to our friend, Dr. Judy Ho, licensed Clinical psychologist, host of, tell me, uh, not host of, an author of, tell me your books, Dr. Judy. Stop Self-Sabotage. Um, I also have a, another book that I am working on right now, which is about attachment. So that's coming next year. Well, Dr. Judy, again, you know, I'm not your physician or anything, but you're a new mother. You're working full time and you're working on a book. That could explain a little bit of your fatigue, No. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes. And I'm not getting things done as quickly as I used to. And it's just one of those things that I have to try to accept, you know, a new challenge of trying to do everything. Well, the only thing I can tell you is hang in there because after 40, everything gets better. Your memory is back to where it was. Physically, you're back to where it was. You'd be surprised. After 40, it all comes back. And if you believe that, I have some mountain property in New Orleans I'd like to sell you. Uh, let me set, get this, <laughs> some text here. Uh, text comes in. Tommy, sorry to hear about Tommy. Sorry to hear about Betsy the boxer. That happened in March. I lost my cat Cookie yesterday. Yeah. I had him for over seventeen and a half years. I'm still hurting because he was like my child. And if we can, Doctor Judy, talk about that, and I will tell this person what I would say—not for a child, but for a funeral—that it's going to hurt, but it will get better with time. Your thoughts? Absolutely. You know, pets are our family members too, and I think that. 
we grieve them very similar to the way that we would grieve the loss of a human being. But as you mentioned, things do get a little easier over time. And as we were saying before the break, maybe think of a way that you can honor your lost pet, um, do something to commemorate them. As I mentioned, you know, one of my favorite ways is to plant a tree because then that tree grows and it just reminds you of life. And every time I look at it, I'm so proud of the fact that it's grown so much taller. I remember when I first bought it, it fit into the back seat of my car. It was so tiny. And now it's probably seven or eight feet tall. It's pretty cool. So it's something that just helps you to see things a little bit more in a positive light, especially when you're having an especially hard day about the grieving. I think that's an awesome idea. Have you ever heard, I used to work in oldies radio, a song named Honey by a guy named Bobby Goldsboro? No. Look it up and we get off and you'll see what I'm talking about. Here's a text. I'm going to have a close friend who's dealing with anxiety and depression. They're self-medicating with marijuana because they have no insurance. What should they do? Yeah, it can be so tough because, well, oh my goodness. I'm so sorry, sorry, Luca. Luca's, uh, Luca really wants me to hold him the whole well, hold time him. It's during right. this hold interview. Him. Spoil him. <laughs> it's going to be too late when he's 26. No, that's yeah. so true. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it can be so hard because I think marijuana obviously does provide some temporary relief for many people. But then it's also habit-forming for many people and they become really dependent on it. So I'm so sorry that Luca is That's trying to co- also contribute to this very interesting, not age-appropriate question for Luca. So um, I, I think that it's, I think it's important to not judge yourself if you have that reliance, because not everybody has the access to medication. But to also remind yourself that there could be other ways to manage that um, that are non-medicinal or non-substance-based, and so thinking about what those might be. Um, sometimes people say, I, "Well, I don't have money for therapy either," but A trick is to look up your local universities and colleges because oftentimes they have free or sliding fee psychotherapy sessions that are run by their advanced master's or doctoral students but supervised by clinicians who are licensed. And that's how you can actually get some therapy without having to break the bank. And so that's something to look into. Um, aside from using marijuana, sometimes people will try to manage their pain, sometimes through safer supplements and other ways like that. So I would just encourage them to look through some other options that might not be habit-forming and then contribute to a second problem later on. Somebody texted in, thanks for sharing your feelings with Dr. Judy. It makes me feel like I'm not totally going off the rails. I have been mm-hmm. very open, Dr. Judy, and candid about my struggle with depression. I saw something on Twitter the other day about somebody taking an antidepressant and saying, look here, see, there's no shame in that. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. depression if we can. And uh, I know that I've been through it. I'm not ashamed of it at all. But I do think that there are some people that are, and I really hope they change the way they look at it. Well, Tommy, as a public figure and someone that I think a lot of people look up to, it's great that you're sharing what you've been through because I think that's part of the stigma. It's like, well, if I'm really, if I'm somebody who really has it together or somebody who's really successful or blah, 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 then I wouldn't have depression. But the truth is 30 to 40% of people will experience clinical depressive symptoms at some point in their lifetime. And so it's not a minority at all. It's such a big part of the population. We should talk about it more. I think that it's hard sometimes to wrap your head around the fact that sometimes your life could be going great and you could still be experiencing depression. But that's something that I remind people of all the time is that it's not really about your life being in the dust and that's why you have depression because people who are seemingly having it all from the outside 
struggle with that internally. And don't wait till it's too late to get help because depression is so treatable. I love what you said about this person being on social media and saying, here's the man of depression. Here's what it looks like. I'm not ashamed at all about using it. It's not a logic thing. I'm sorry, what did you say? I said it's not a logic thing. It's not a weakness. Your brain is broken and it needs to be fixed. It's just like having a bad liver. What is he trying to say? What is he trying to say? I'm just curious. I literally have no idea. I'm walking around my kitchen and he's just pointing at things and whining, I guess, that he's not getting Does he talk on the phone? Does he talk on the phone? <laughs> yeah. Can I talk? He to does. You? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Luca. Luca. Tommy wants to talk to you. Hey, Luca. Tommy wants to talk to you. Luca, you're on WWL in New Orleans. How you doing, buddy? Did Santa Claus treat you nicely? What did Santa bring you? Did Santa bring you stuff? Oh, did? now you're quiet. He's staring at the phone, and now he's so quiet because he knows you're addressing him directly. So you just want to get in on the conversation when you're not being talked to. But when you're being talked to directly, he's like all shy all of Yeah, give him our text number. That's the way the people that text in are. So give, well, let me give him his te- our text number, Luca, 504-260-1870, and you don't have to worry. Dr. Judy, one of the reasons we love you is that when you say things like Luca wants to get part uh, in, uh, take his uh, get involved in a conversation that is not age-appropriate for him. I got the humor in that, just so you know. <laughs> have a happy new year. Thank you for everything. And, uh, oh, thank you. Happy we, New Year to you, Tommy. We love you, Dr. Judy. We'll talk to you next year, right? Love you, too. Bye. Bye, Luca. Bye. 954, back in a flash on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.